playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino what is popping my people you know who it is number 25 on all latin podcasts aka mr unsuable for the 14th week running what is going on me gente i hope everybody's doing great i hope everybody's doing good Again, support for Burn Martinez, Burn Gang, 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 Gang. Hopefully, she, you know, recovers um, gracefully and all that. You know what I'm saying? How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Or should we call it, you know, uh, Native Giving or something like that? I don't know. But how was everybody's holidays? I hope everybody's holidays went well. Um, I definitely got a lot of things on the stash that I'm working on and all that other stuff for you guys to basically you guys can enjoy and all that. Um, also, throughout the week, um, uh, did you guys watch the fight? I did a whole um, live that I did uh, last uh, sun the Sunday that just passed. I hope you guys caught it. It was actually pretty interesting. A lot of interesting um, topics, a lot of interesting callers called in, you know, um, but we also discussed the fight. So uh, if you guys watch the fight, tell me what you guys think. Um, And also, what do you guys think about the whole Jake Paul and Nate Robinson thing? Jesus Christ. That shit was crazy. First of all, I kind of did some background reason. First of all, I didn't want Jake Paul to win because I'm going to keep it real. Not because he's white. So everybody shut up. All right. Not because he's white. The reason why I didn't want Jake Paul to win is because he's too cocky. You know, he's one of these little cocky YouTubers or whatever the case is. Always doing little dumbass, stupid pranks and shit, you know? So that's why I didn't want him to win. So I was like, ah, Jake Paul, whatever. You know, it is what it is. And... You know, he basically he knocked them out or whatever the case is. He became a meme. But this is uh, this is interesting. I did some researching. I found out that Nate Robinson was actually calling Jake Paul out before this whole thing happened. So the reason why the fight even occurred is because uh, Nate Robinson was actually calling out Jake Paul. And I'm like, ooh, is this the reason why? Uh, this shit happened so you were uh so basically it's like you know what i'm saying it's basically like uh you would talking not your, you know what i'm saying it's like talking not your ass like you you uh you were talking you were talking something and you couldn't back up you know what i'm saying so it's kind of it's kind of wild it's kind of wild now um uh, I want to read last week's comments real quick. 
Um, and also, before anything, let me, um, let me just, let me just point out real quick, just really fast. By the way, if people are, if you guys are sending me, um, if you guys are sending me, um, whatchamacallit, a reader, like, you know, advice type of emails and shit, let, um, you know, just, just email them to me, but let me know if you want me to read it on the air because sometimes a lot of times some of you guys might not want me to read it on the air so you know just let me know um what was it because the last uh the last person that i uh i i got i was gonna read it on the air but they, you guys you know you never wrote back so i don't know but anyways let me read last week's comments all right so the episode for last week was exploring toxic femininity oh my god toxic femininity right um it got some pretty good reaction actually um a lot of people commented rio Gotti says oh boy esto va a ser un tremendo arroz con mango so <laughs> shout out to him um la princess said I knew you were going to make a video on it. Shut up. You don't know me. Be quiet. Um, uh, Viva. Of course, Viva Extina is going to talk about it. Um, she said, damn, you know, some messy ass women. Unfortunately, I do. Unfortunately, I do. Um, shout out to True Prophet. Shout out to him. You know, uh, go. we got something cooking for y'all. So shout out to him. America is Kemet says, um, good topic. Shout out to you. Um, even though America is Kemet, we don't see eye to eye. It's fine. It's totally cool. Strawberry Red said, I took, it took you nearly an hour to get to the topic. Well, no shit. I don't consider any of those things that you mentioned toxic, but rather psychotic. <laughs> there was a woman in Australia who punched her face multiple times inside an elevator and said her husband did it on camera the uh, the elevator revealed the truth the camera elevator revealed the truth another woman pushed her husband off a cliff just because if it uh just because if his name it is in the bc and then racist child on his, i don't know what you were trying to say but basically Strawberry Red is saying something about uh, toxicity and psych uh, um, being psych um, psycho is uh, very different or whatever the case is. Yeah, um, guys, obviously it's going to take me an hour to get to the goddamn uh, topic is because I talk about a couple of things. Like I got timestamps. Okay, I got timestamps. Just look at the timestamps and then come back to to the Look at the timestamps and come back to the to the episode when when you see the topic that I'm about to talk uh, talk about. Come in, that's it. So that was episode 118. If you want your comments read on episode 119, which is this episode, go to my YouTube, go all the way down on the comment section and write your comment and give me your thoughts. All right. Um. Also, a quick update on. Uh, the podcast I'm gonna um you know the podcast for December. Uh just letting you guys know 
new episodes will be out next week and on the 16th. I'm going to do recycled episodes, basically interviews on the 23rd and the 30th. And just expect that on YouTube and I'll come back on January 6th. Hopefully Corona free and everything is all good and we shouldn't be, you know, in this whole pandemic type of thing. Anyways, moving on to my first topic. Oh my God, the alien structure in Utah, holy shit. So there was an alien structure discovered in Utah by a group of scientists, right? By a group of scientists, um, by a group of scientists that were counting sheep. So they were high up in a, um, in a helicopter and they were counting sheep and they spotted something very shiny protruding off the ground. They ended up finding a landing, uh, like a very flat surface where they could land and actually go to the location. And they ended up finding this metal shiny object protruding from the ground all the way up and it looked alien like so they decided to take photos and stuff like that and these scientists decided to keep the location a secret right they decided to keep the location a secret and that was it so it was blowing up on twitter this image of this um you know just a rectangle a monolith type of thing just protruding from the ground it does look alien like right so this is where white folks i swear to god white folks can never say anything about they don't know nothing about racism or anything of the sort because it took them less than a fucking day to find the location okay a user on reddit literally literally looked at the color of the goddamn mountains, right? S looked at the flight patterns, the flight patterns and the a flat surface where a helicopter could actually land and looked at the video footage of the sun where it was hitting the monolith that will create a shadow. Took all of that into calculations he ended up Google mapping the exact location where this monolith is to the point where people ended up fucking going to the monolith, visiting it. Oh my God, this is it. Alien creature, blah, 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 blah. Right. From further inspection, cause there was a, there's a couple of videos of people actually going, getting really close to it. You can see that these are three or four metal slabs welded together and cuts on the ground. Looked like it was sawed in, placed in, and just left there. Like an art exhibit, like um, Banksy was responsible for this whole thing, right? And the the thing is, it, it, made, some, it made some news. It's like, holy shit, you know, this weird monolith or whatever the case is. And the the and this mind you this is in utah so the state national park put out uh, a statement saying listen we don't know who put it there but that's against the law and uh we're, we're trying to see if we could try to at least get it out or whatever the case is right 
But people were actually, you know, posting pictures of them visiting the monolith and all this other stuff, right? Well, I'm sorry to say, but this monolith ended up disappearing. Oh my God, where did it go? We do not know. This monolith ended up disappearing and all you see on the place of where the monolith was, was a pile of rocks on top. And this shit made headlines like, oh my God, where's the monolith? It disappeared. Where is it? This and this and this. And there's a video of a guy saying that, hey man, I saw a guy with a truck, man, getting the monolith and then just um, driving off, man. So we don't know. Okay, so we don't know if it's alien or not, but funny thing is, um, news comes out today talking about there's a monolith in Europe that was erected mysteriously. So we don't know if it's the same person or just a copycat. We don't know. But let me know what you guys think about this whole alien monolith structure that was found in Utah. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. Anyway. Next topic, DJ Academics. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. DJ Academics. Oh, so DJ Academics comes out and says that he's leaving Complex, Everyday Struggle, right? And everybody was making fun of him like, oh, shit, his bank account is going to have a struggle, an everyday struggle now or whatever the case is, right? Now... The thing is, academics is somebody not respected in the, in the in the culture, in the community. And the fact that he said that he's leaving or the show is ending, because it's pretty much ending. The show is ending, says a lot. It says that academics couldn't hold that show up for what it was. It shows also that Joe Button was a bigger figure than a lot of people initially thought. It says a lot about a person. It says a lot about the weight you hold in this type of industry. You know what I'm saying? Um, a pair, according to him, the contract he signed was an ongoing contract for $10,000 an episode. And let's be honest, Act got comfortable where Joe Button said, no, fuck this. They're fucking us over. And they could have really sticked it up to everyday struggle and let that shit end a lot earlier if Joe and Act would have left. But Act decided to stay. He stayed for whatever reasons, but it felt like he got comfortable and that's all that he can do. And he was like, well, I'm gonna ride this shit until the wheel fall off, which is the most stupidest thing that you could think of. All right. I don't know too much about, I don't know act personally, but act, he needs to grow up and think bigger than he is. He does have a brand, but. He doesn't know how to value his brand because if he did, he would have left with Joe buttons and said, fuck it. We're starting our own shit. 
Let's be honest. Complex got DJ um DJ Act. They got Act off of Joe Button's recommendation, and on top of that, the fact that Act is a controversial figure. Any controversial figure, anybody that has controversy, is gonna really have a lot of hits and views because a lot of people hate to watch. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something about my analytics. I get more podcast downloads from iTunes, Google, and all this other stuff independently than I do of people subscribed to the podcast. If that makes any sense in my YouTube analytics, I got more people that watch me that's unsubscribed than watch me that who is subscribed. You know why? Because people hate to watch. They love to watch somebody they hate. They love to watch somebody that they disagree with. They love to watch somebody that they can't stand because psychologically you want to disagree with this person, but at the same time, you're like, God damn, I want to disagree, but they got all this other shit. You know, it's like, you can't compete. You know what I'm saying? So you, you hate watch. You feel what I'm saying? That's when Howard Stern, actually funny thing. They did a poll with Howard Stern for the Howard Stern show. They did a poll and they ended up finding out that he had more haters tuning into his program than he had people who actually agreed and liked them, which was either way amazing because his numbers were all the way up. You know what I'm saying? His numbers will be all the way up. So that, that, that was like a big surprise. Like, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? So when you look at my shit, you will see that I got a lot of thumbs down or whatever the case is. Either way, baby, I'm getting that ad revenue. When you watch my YouTube shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Either way. My point is controversial figures always, always boost up numbers, always boost up numbers. Now, if academics was fucking smart, he would have took that knowledge, hooked up with Joe and said, yo, we're starting our own shit at Revolo, whatever the case is. And we're doing our own thing. He could have been great. He could have been making more than 10 grand, but no. He got complacent. So that's what I think. That's what I think happened. And also star is coming out saying that he got academics fired. I don't know how true that is. I really don't know how true that is, but it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, academics got fired or he left or whatever the case is. The whole point is he's out of there. And I think is, uh, it's something great, but, but bad at the same time, if that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving on to my next topic, the restaurant twerking girls. Holy shit. No, you're going to talk about this. All right. So 
before I mention uh, mention this whole thing, let me just make it very, 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 very clear. Um, I'm gonna be talking about ratchetness, not about black women. Okay. Ratchetness, ghettoness, twerking is not synonymous with black women. I want to make that perfectly clear, right? You have Latinas who are ratchet as fuck. Go watch Love and Hip Hop, Cardi B, all of them. You know what I'm saying? You got Asian women who are ratchet as fuck. Love and Hip Hop, Black Ink, watch all of them. You got white women who are ratchet as fuck. Right? So I'm going to be talking about ratchetness, not about black women. Because ratchetness, ghetto, is not synonymous with black people or black women. Okay? I'm just going to be talking about a uh, characteristic of, a indiv of individuals. That's it. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Characteristics. So with that being said, let's go. In Dallas, Texas... A, there was a, there's a restaurant, right? That's pretty high end or whatever the case is. And the video started blowing up because a couple of women got up and started twerking, shaking that ass, booty bounce, booty bounce, booty bouncing, all that other stuff, right? And it went crazy because the restaurant owner kept on coming to the table and was like, listen, stop twerking, stop twerking, stop twerking. And then he finally came to the table and said this. I invested a lot of money into buying this building, into developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as a... Come on! Stop the music, please! Somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture, okay? Yeah. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to Prime, take it to Pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it, no, don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to pr provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. Anyways, so you guys heard that, right? What do you guys think? Because I'm about to give you my opinion right now, right? First of all, I don't want to hear anything about, well, twerking was part of African culture. That's bullshit. No, it's not. Twerking is not part of African culture. Some dances of African culture may resemble a form of twerking, but it's not that. Let's be completely honest. Twerking is just shaking your big old ass and that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing traditional or indigenous about it. I heard another thing. Well, Latin people do it too. Yeah, Latin people do it. But again, it's not a part of Latin culture, right? Now, this is part of the ratchet culture. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100% real. When we first saw twerking, it's a fairly new thing. When we first saw, saw twerking, we saw hoes do it. We saw strippers do it. And we thought it was cool and all this other stuff. Let's be completely honest. 
twerking has gotten so played out that we're like, okay, well, a bitch is twerking. It is what it is. That's about, you know, that's all right, cool. That's an addition. So what? It's, it's nothing to us, but it shouldn't be done every fucking where, right? Ratchet, ratchetness has made that shit okay. Doing it in church, in a funeral, at a, a, um, at a protest, at a gender reveal party. Like, are you serious? Ratchetness has said that it's okay to do it whenever. Again, I'm not talking about individuals. I'm not talking about black women. I'm not talking about Latin women, Asians or whites. I'm talking about ratchetness. This is a characteristic trait of ratchetness that should not be okay. If a woman wants to participate in that type of image, okay, there's places for that. Are you going to do that shit in a white establishment? Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Mind you, I live in New York city. I've, I know for a fucking fact, no white woman's going to get up in one of those downtown restaurants that's high end that um, doormen use gloves just to open the door with white women are not going to get on top of that shit twerking. No type of ratchet woman is going to do that shit. You know why? Because ratchetness, ratchet women know where to do that shit at. Let's keep it real. They know where to do that shit at. And the fact that a man with means a man with that's established a man that said, okay, I don't want my establishment to represent ratchetness says something. Now they're fucking dragging them. Come on now. Come on now. We can't have it both ways. We can have saying that, well, we gotta have a, um, you know, we, our women got to represent the community and our men got to respect them. And when they show respect to a woman saying you shouldn't be doing all of that because you look like a goddamn buffoon and you, and you're not, and you're not representing women the right way. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That shit makes no type of sense. That shit makes no type of sense. All of yeah, nobody would do that shit in Olive Garden. Nobody in their goddamn mind will do that shit in Ruby Tuesdays. Re well, Red Lobster in the Bronx that I can see that I actually I've seen that happen. <laughs> Red Lobster in the Bronx. I've actually seen it happen in BBQs. Okay, but look at what the look at the establishments that I'm talking about. We're talking about a high-end establishment. Nobody's gonna do that shit. No one is gonna fucking do that shit. Nobody's gonna what literally Nobody's going to walk, walk in to a high-end restaurant where plates are $75 and going to bust it fucking down. Nobody's going to do that shit. And the thing is, I started seeing this, this, uh, this, uh, comment. Well, he had a DJ on and if he didn't want women to twerk, he shouldn't be playing twerk music. What the fuck? Are we not, are we not human beings that could control ourselves? You know how many times people piss me off driving and I want to slam my car into the back of their car. You know how many times do I do it? No, but do I want to? Yes.
what I'm saying? You know how many times I listen to Roddy Rebels computers and I feel like robbing somebody or punching somebody? Do I do it? No. But the music gets me there. And I want to, yes, of course. So if you're listening to a song that's twerk music or whatever the case is, and you can't control yourself, there's something about you. You gotta chill out. You gotta chill out because let's be completely honest. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these women, again, I'm not calling out a particular race whatsoever. I'm calling, calling out ratchetness. A lot of these ratchet women are going at this dude, dragging them. But last time I checked, those uh, those Korean Chinese stores that's been kicking women's asses, karate chopping the shit out of everybody. Nobody drags them. What's up with that? You know what I'm saying? What what's what's up with that? Like so if we really want to keep it, you know, keep it funking, actually keep the same energy. Let's keep the same energy all across the board. You feel what I'm saying? Like the shit makes no goddamn sense. All all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that that was not the right place to do such a move. That was not the right place to to show show out or whatever because let's be honest if you guys see the video that woman wasn't the one that started it off it was other women that started it off and those other women started encouraging that woman she was doing the most the other women just you know they got up from their scene they started twerking a little bit and that's it this other she was doing the most she got up on the on the furniture all up on the glass yo what the fuck Hey, yo, Ma, what is up with you? You're doing the most. Chill. You know what I'm saying? Chill the fuck out. That shit's ratchetness, man. Ratchetness is crazy. It's crazy. And I, yes, I do got the same smoke for Latin women who be acting like that because it's not the right place. Trust me, I've, I've been in restaurants. And Latin restaurant, Cushi Frito spots, right? Where a song comes on, some salsa merengue, and, this, and some of these Latin women want to be twerking up a storm. Yo, people up in the restaurant are like, yo, what the fuck? People look at them sideways, you know what I'm saying? So I've seen it all across the board. You feel what I'm saying? I've seen it all across the board, and I'm calling out ratchetness, not individuals or not of people in certain races. So I just want to make that clear. You know what I mean? Because people, you know, they take one thing and misconstrue it. So I want to make it clear multiple times. I'm saying that's all I got to say about that. That shit is wild. That shit is wild. You know, with that being said, moving on to the main topic. Ooh, the main topic, how black and Latin people are used as pawns to empower white supremacy. What do I mean by that? Okay. We, there's been plenty of incidences and examples of black and Latin people in positions of power who basically 
we don't get the opportunity or we don't use that position to better our own people. We're used as pawns. Let me just get this straight. The Latin community. Around the 60s, a bunch of uh, red tape was lift because of the fight of the civil rights movement. And a, and a majority of Latin people were funneled in to America and allowed to be here, right? Due to different programs and stuff like that. And it was because of the civil rights movement, right? We were used as economic pawns to economically stifle the black community. This is something we have to be real about. Now, the black community looks at us as, oh, you're stealing our jobs, which is stupid because we're not stealing anything. You should be looking at the employers who's hiring those type of people, but whatever. Black people in the black community are looking at us as you're stealing our jobs. And we're looking at them like, why are you mad? You know what I mean? You got the same opportunity as us, which they don't. Which we have to be real about. We're used as pawns. That's one example. Another example in high power positions like AOC and all these other other places. We're used as pawns to further the agenda of white supremacy. When the riots happen, let me give you an example. When the riots happen, the first thing that the narrative was Latin people are attacking black people. What about black and brown unity? Where's this shit at? Oh my God. They're a bunch of racists. This and this and this were, which were completely false. That was all a lie. That whole trick right there was a goddamn lie. There was no beef or whatever the case is. What ended up happening was people ended up taking snippets of certain instances, cutting it and making it seem one way when that wasn't the case. When that was not the case. That's another example of us being used to further white supremacy in jobs. Certain, a certain um, people might get more benefits or might even get promoted, you know, might get promoted in a job title than our other counterpart. And they've been there longer. Now they feel some type of way or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? That's another way of us being used as pawns to further white supremacy. Now, let me go a little bit deep. Some of us end up being indoctrinated into the point where we actually believe some of these stereotypes. Some of us believe some of these rhetorics. Some of us believe some of these narratives to the point where we start doing white supremacy's job for them. For example, that Asian guy who told that black dude, this is a no N word zone. That Asian guy has been indoctrinated with white supremacy. Why? 
because he constantly was probably seeing negative image of black people left and right and he started to associate every black person as negative to the point where he went out and said exactly what he said that's a form that we we use as pawns for white supremacy and trust me black people do it too let's keep it real black people do it too black people do the whole colorism miss me with the fucking oh that's just a caribbean thing no it's not Colorism goes way back in American history. Let's keep it real with the blue vein society, the brown paper bag test, you know, the, the, the other little secret black societies that you only got to be a certain shade to get in. Stop. Let's stop it now. Black people do it too. I've heard some black folks tell me when they were kids, their parents was like, don't bring nobody darker than you. You know what I'm saying? Black folks do it too. Immigrant black people do it too. They're indoctrinated with that white supremacy. You know, African immigrants saying, oh, we got to stay away from the black Americans because they're no good. Why? Because they're indoctrinated with that white supremacy and we're used as pawns to go against each other. We're used as pawns and the further division that we have, the stronger white supremacy gets, the stronger the system of white supremacy gets fed and you just start using their, you are using it. We start being used as pawns to the point where, okay, now I'm going to call a cop on this black person that looks like me, but I think we're different because of whatever reason. And then the cops ends up shooting and killing this person because he was reaching for his ID from the cops request. And he thought it was a gun. Ah, shit. You just cost another brother's death. You know what I'm saying? We, you just cost another brother's death. We do it in all communities. We are used as pawns to further white supremacy. If it's not in jobs, it's in our personal life. If it's not in our personal life, it, we, we outside when we, when we give our opinions out on certain situations that's happening, look at the restaurant thing, the restaurant twerking thing that I just spoke about. Look at that. Black women are bugging out, dragging this black man. And all he, he was saying is, yo, y'all not looking like, like women. You guys are bugging out and he's being dragged, completely dragged. Is that right? It's not. Do I understand where he's coming from? Of course. Do I agree with it hundred percent? Not really. He shouldn't have cursed and all that, but still he's being dragged. You know what I'm saying? Because again, they wouldn't do that in a white establishment and all those Koreans fucking, you know, shouting, stomping on um, black women in their shops. Nobody's canceling them. One protest in Brooklyn, 
That's it. One protest in Brooklyn. That's it. You know what I'm saying? We're used as pawns to further white supremacy. Even in the court system. Amber Geiger. Look what, what happened to her. A bunch of hugs and kisses and shit like that. Come on now. That's not a coincidence. Oh, if she's getting love, this is how they think. Oh, she's getting loved by the Negroes. Then it's totally fine. Why should we punish her? You know what I'm saying? We're being used as pawns for the system of white supremacy. When Latin people are out here talking about, you know, black folks are this and this and this and that and that. When you look two shades darker than midnight, like white supremacy doesn't see you as black. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? When Latin folks are out here already having that negative stigma on black folks, they're be they're upon being used for white supremacy. Antonio Batista, he's a fucking pawn. He's a pawn. Kim, he's another pawn. He's another pawn. Arpanaka, he's another pawn. Rich Numa, he's another pawn. These are all small pawn individuals who are doing the work of white supremacy because they're furthering that agenda and feeding that hate and that hate and that hate and that hate. That's how they're doing it. That's how they're doing it. Instead of finding solutions, they're constantly complaining. It's all negativity, 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 negativity. All of it. Rancho, he is another pawn of white supremacy. How? Rewriting history, making you think the Spaniards didn't do shit. Because psychologically, he looks at white folks as the savior. As the, oh, you're our Spanish brothers. When in reality, he knows he got nothing in common with them. He's another pawn of white supremacy. Finding excuses for your oppressor? Come on. Let's, let's, let's keep it real, man. Let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? We need to recognize when we're being used and being pawns of white supremacy. We have to recognize that. We have to recognize that. The Me Too movement, no black or Latin person should ever be part of that fucking movement because they're upholding the system of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? That feminist movement, same deal. You're upholding the system of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Any system, group, or anything that you're a part of, that you think you're doing some real change or whatever the case is, and is harming a certain group of people, you gotta think about it. Wait a minute. What the fuck am I doing? You know what I'm saying? You gotta think about it. You gotta really think about it. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta think about it. We have to learn to see beyond the bullshit 
that's being told by uh, from us or to us that's being told we have to see beyond that shit when they're classifying us as white saying that you're white just because you got light skin but yet you look ethnic in the face and they could definitely tear you up tell you apart from another white person and they definitely call you hispanic once they call you hispanic or latino whatever they're automatically differentiating you from somebody white they know exactly who a white person is and who's not just because you got light skin listen don't don't get that shit confused or twisted you know what i'm saying don't get that shit confused or twisted the whole point is they know who's a white person and who's not so don't be a pawn for white supremacy don't be used for white supremacy you know what i'm saying quick story when i was a supervisor at one of my jobs a while while back my female boss wanted me to sign off on someone's termination because she just got fed up with her and she came late one time this is the last strike see you know she has something personal this is the last strike da 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 this lady she she's a black lady the reason why she came late it's because she had family issues and she told me this in advance. Uh, my white boss, my white female boss wasn't somebody, it wasn't the easiest person to talk to. So I understand why she might not know. But anyway, she wanted me to sign that off. I'm real cool. I've always, in any job that I've been in, I've been really cool with with most of uh, you know the workers and stuff when i got into higher positions i always stayed cool with the workers and stuff because i got a personality man you know so she goes i want you to sign off on this termination i'm like about who this person for what coming in late are you serious she came in four minutes late i don't care this is her third strike this and this and this i want you to sign it off I'm like, I'm not signing that. Why not? Because I'm not signing that. She's difficult to work with. I can't, I can't, I can't believe you. You, you see it, right? You see that she's difficult to work with. She's always with an attitude. Nobody could talk to her. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm about to say her name. Oh shit. I'm like, yo, just chill out. I'm not signing that. I'm not going to sign that. I'm not gonna sign terminating somebody. The reason why she came in late is because she got a she had a death in the family. Look, this is the text message. This is what's going on, and she's about she's not gonna give me the death certificate, but she she showed me the pamphlet that she went to the funeral. She had a death in the family. That's why she came in late. Why could she tell me that? And I'm like, frankly, you're not the easiest person to talk to. You know. And I told her what it is. I wasn't going to be used as a pawn to affect someone's livelihood. You know what I'm saying? I've always thought like that. I always thought cold first, regardless of what position I was in. Always thinking cold first, cold first, cold first, cold first. You know what I'm saying? I talked with sense and logic. 
And she was like, all right. And she kept that emotion shit to the side. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's what it is. We should stop being used as pawns for white supremacy. All right. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it wasn't long. It was pretty short. You know, just uh, just as, as I wanted it to be. But anyway, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys want to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Radical underscore Latino underscore. If you want to donate, Cash App, Radical Latino. Or go to my website, RadicalLatino.com and donate right there. If you guys don't have money, it's f- totally fine. Rate me five stars on the podcast app or just watch my YouTube. I'm monetized. You know what I'm saying? Look out for a lot of things happening in the next coming year, 2021. You guys are going to be really excited. I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys like it because I'm going to do a lot of exciting things and I'm going to use my expertise to help some of y'all, whoever want it. You know what I'm saying? Whoever wanted. With that being said, I'm going to close out with my famous closing speech. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. With that being said, I'm going to catch you later. Peace.